And we're back. The Morshan and Oran Sports Media Podcast. I'm Andrew Morshan, sports media columnist for New York Post. He's John Oran, the media reporter for the Sports Business Journal. John, so much to get to. NFL TV, free agent frenzy, uh, MLB. Uh, there's no games, but a potential deal with NBC slash Peacock and Apple. Sunday ticket, Turner and U.S. soccer. So much to discuss. It's you and me. No guests today. Who's up? Who's down? We have a call of the week, of course. Uh, John, who's up and who's down? Who's up? Who's down? All right, let's get right into it. What a busy week. My who's up? Brian Rolab, the NFL's top business executive. A couple of years ago, DirecTV had an out in its Sunday ticket contract and tried to find someone, anyone, who would take it off its hands. DirecTV, it basically grew on the back of Sunday Ticket. I really believe that. We, we wouldn't have DirecTV today without Sunday Ticket, but it's paying $1.5 billion per year for the rights. It can't make any money off of it, and it couldn't find anybody to take that package. So going into this year, I thought that the NFL was going to have a hard time. One of the reasons the NFL plays football Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, they're adding international games. There aren't as many games on Sunday afternoon for that uh, Sunday ticket package. Plus, the NFL actually launched NFL Red Zone, something that I know that people inside DirecTV feel is a competitor to Sunday ticket. This is another story just about the power of the NFL. Rollup has been telling people that it has offers from at least two digital companies that are over $2 billion a year, an, an increase from, from DirecTV. Sunday Ticket has proved so popular, even ESPN is still kicking the tires on it, that the NFL could end up using that to entice one of these big companies to take a stake in NFL media. Coming about a year after the NFL sold $110 billion worth of media rights, it's good to be Brian Rollout. It's also good to be Troy Aikman. He's my who's up. Aikman is going to move from Fox to ESPN to do Monday Night Football. Uh, he's going to get a contract that's five years for more than $90 million. That beats Tony Romo's contract, not incidentally, which was 10 years and $180 million from CBS a couple of years ago. Don't forget, Monday Night Football is always been looked upon as the top place to, to work. Is it the top job now? I mean, he's leaving Fox, which will have two of the next three Super Bowls. That late window on Sunday is actually the most watched. And I actually think for broadcasters, it's the best for the top crew because a lot of stuff going on with fantasy, other games, you're running around on the weekend. There's not as much focus as there is on Monday night. Be a lot of focus on Aikman, but obviously an amazing contract. My other who's up goes to a Post colleague, Ken Davidoff, he's retiring after 25 years uh, as a baseball writer and columnist in New York City, last 10 with the Post. He's done great work. So I just wanted to recognize Ken Davidoff for uh, who's up, only 50 years old, hanging it up. Uh, a lot, you know, you look at his career, you think he's a little bit older. He's going to go on to do some other things. So good job by Ken all these years. And just wanted to give him a shout out. All right. Who's down? What do you got, John? I don't know Ken as well as you do, but I, I want to echo that shout out. I've been reading him for years. My who's down is Matt Hutchings. Who's Matt Hutchings? So he's a COO of Cronky Sports, which owns a regional sports network in Denver called Altitude. And here's the problem. Almost nobody in Denver 
can watch Altitude. Comcast doesn't carry it. Dish Network doesn't carry it. Even DirecTV, known for carrying sports, ended up dropping Altitude a couple of years ago, but before they ended up picking it back up. It's still on DirecTV. It's, it's a big problem out there because the Colorado Avalanche are in first place of the NHL's Western Conference. They have the best record in the league. The Denver Nuggets are an exciting young team. They're certain to make the playoffs this year, but nobody is watching it. The Avalanche had one of hockey's best teams last year. Its ratings were middling. And the Nuggets ratings this year, they're historically bad. They're on pace to have the lowest rating for at least the last 15 years of any NBA team locally. Matt, it's time to get the deal with Comcast done. Yeah, you had your big, uh, you know, listing all the ratings. Uh, the Nets here in New York were low down on that list. Although I did hear people say, well, that's the rating of New York. So it's a lot, you know, a lot more. So a lot more people actually watching the Nets as compared to other cities. Um, but yes, the percentage wise, not weren't great for the Nets. Uh, and yes, but um, uh, overall, yeah, Denver, those ratings that you put out, woo, not good. And obviously nobody can see it, which is never good. Speaking of things nobody can see, Major League Baseball. And my who's down has to be Rob Manfred. Uh, look, we could pick apart, and there's not what we're going to do here, who's right and who's wrong about the CBA uh, and, and what's going on. But it's clear that this is what's going on with the, uh, this lockout is awful for the sport. Rob Manfred's the commissioner. His press conference the other day wasn't good. I think these things are sometimes overrated. Like if someone smiles or whatever, you know, they don't have to look so sad, but just a little too cheery when you just canceled the first two series of, of the regular season uh, because you guys can't uh, divide billions of dollars up uh, in, a, in a, a more equitable way. Uh, and so uh, Rob Manford has to be on the way down. I, I was pessimistic throughout this um, as this moved on and on because uh, the two sides just don't get along and there's not trust there. And whenever you have an agreement, you need trust and, and it just doesn't seem to be there with, with those two groups. I think uh, Manfred for the next couple of weeks is going to be a perennial who's down until they actually come to a, come to a deal. Let's, let's start to play some games. Yeah. I don't know. You, you, you said they'd miss games. So you were on top of this uh, instead, instead of saying that they're going to miss some games. Uh, you're going to be right. Uh, but I don't know how quickly this is going to get resolved. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like the two sides don't trust each other. And uh, that's, that's worse than not liking each other. And I, that, that, that just speaks that this is going to go for a while. My, my pessimistic viewpoint is the all-star break, but I, I hope it gets done before that. All right, let's move to the topics. <laughs> Busy week. How do we get started? You broke just about every NFL story out there. Let's uh, go to topic one, Joe Buck. He's been with Fox now for close to three decades. He's the voice of Fox Sports. Like when I think of Fox Sports, I hear Joe Buck's voice. Uh, there's a potential he might go to ESPN. What's going on there, Andrew? Well, he has one more year on his contract. He's paid $11 million to do... Uh, the World Series and be the number one play-by-player uh, for Fox. Fox has two of the next three Super Bowls. So you say, well, why would they let him out of his contract? This, you know, it's a year early, but there's an opportunity to work with Troy Aikman. They're good friends. They've been a very good team for, you know, two decades now. Uh, and his wife works at ESPN, works on Monday Night Football. Chance to have uh, weekends, you know, with your wife and go to, to these games and try to build up uh, Monday Night Football. 
you know, the question for Fox is, you know, can you make Joe Buck happy and keep him? And does he have the loyalty more to Fox or to Troy Aikman? You know, what, what's more important to him? You know, and sometimes these relationships do run their course. Uh, so uh, when, when you, it's a very interesting choice um, that he could have. And, and Fox also has the right to say, no, you can't do it. That's what contracts are for. You know, that's why you have contracts. If you had said to me two months ago, Joe Buck might leave for ESPN, I'd be like, well, that sounds like a good negotiating ploy. Um, and it might end up that he uh, gets more money from uh, Fox and stays, but this is not a negotiating ploy. This is real. This very well could happen. Uh, but, you know, we're, you know, as we speak, you know, things are churning and we'll see how quickly everything goes down. If you had told me that two weeks ago, that's how I, I, I would have thought it. On the Fox side of things, you know, on one hand, he, he's identified with Fox Sports. Of course, Fox wants to keep him, right? On the other hand, I feel like Fox has a deep bench. And so, you know, Kevin Burkhardt is a number two play-by-play person. I know within Fox, they feel like Burkhardt can easily call a Super Bowl and can easily slide into the number one slot. And so could they let Joe, Joe Buck go? Yeah, if the price is going to get too high in a year, I could see easily see them saying like, yeah, we have somebody out in waiting that, that can uh, slip in. Yeah, and they love Burkhart and Burkhart to me. I, I you know think he and the other number two at the you know at CBS Iron Eagle both could easily be number ones. The one thing I will say, if Joe Buck leaves, Troy Aikman already left. If Al Michaels is still out there, we said ninety percent. You have two of the next three Super Bowls. Al Michaels has done more Super Bowls than anybody. Uh, I'm not saying Fox would do that. I think there would be a conversation. Do we go with Michaels and then make Burkhart the number one after that? Um, Michaels is, you know, uh, in his late seventies, uh, but has been, been excellent. So I, I get, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I think they might just stick with Burkhart and, and let uh, this is going on the presumption, Buck goes to ESPN, let uh, Al Michaels go to Amazon. Um, very well could happen. They, you know, it costs less money. If Burkhart goes, gets up to the number one spot, I would think Greg Olson, his position becomes even stronger uh, because they were, they were a very good team this year. That's another variable, but the Fox, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to be a little bit patient after they get past Buck and, and, you know, maybe not with Michaels, if they, they'll probably have to go quickly if they're going to do that. But in terms of the analysts, let's hit on Michaels for a little bit. Cause we've been talking, we've both been hearing that he's been, uh, I think I've been at 95% and I think you've been down at 90% going to Amazon. Do we have the meter? Do we take the meter, like the New York Times meter? Where is that going? <laughs> Where is the meter now? And does ESPN come in play? If Joe Buck doesn't go to ESPN, what's ESPN's interest in Al Michaels? So they do have interest in Al Michaels. The question that I don't really fully know the answer to is that the issue with getting Al Michaels for ESPN is does he get you to that Super Bowl, right? They don't have a Super Bowl till 2027, February of 2027 uh at that point i think al will be 81 um and you know again he hasn't he's throwing 90 92 right now not 95 97 like you know in his at his best uh but he still was very good uh on this super bowl um and i think that's a question that espn can't answer you can't give al michaels a five-year deal that'd be weird i think at amazon he's going to get a three-year contract um, and I think in a 30 plus million dollar range. Yeah, ESPN, I think would have interest in him. I think Ian Eagle would be on their list as well. Uh, if they could take, you know, pull him out of uh, his CBS deal. Um, 
And we've seen, you know, Kirk Herbstreet um, is someone that Amazon is very interested in, even though he's the face of college football for for ESPN. There's just a lot of stuff we, we had on the back page of the New York Post. Insanity. Uh, it has been a little bit insane. The hot stove league. I, I, I need the Marchand meter on Al Michaels going to Amazon. You were at 90. It's, it sounds like it's down a bit. Is it down a lot? We talked about a prediction. I don't really want to. Let's just say Joe Buck. If Joe Buck ends up at, whew, it's tough. I have, all right, you, you know, I'm just going to give you a percentage. I'm going to be down to 80%. 80%. Going, so the meter's going down. This is like Hillary and Trump on the New York Times meter. <laughs> the, so, the meter's that, going that down, but 80% good. is still very high, Andrew. Yes, it's still very high. Thank you, John, for pointing that out. So still very high, still probably most likely. I just think like if Joe Buck stays at Fox and ESPN wants Al Michaels, does he return to Monday night with Troy Aikman, which is one of his preferred analysts that Amazon did not get um, bigger platform, no Fred Gadelli, which is very important to him. His producer from NBC who does Sunday night football, um, who's going to Amazon and can be in his ear at Amazon, which is very important. Um, but bigger games return home. Uh, if he could get Monday night, um, yeah, I think that would be a, that would be a very big decision for Al. And then if he could get Fox, two of the next three Super Bowls to go out like that, that'd be pretty good. Most Super Bowls ever. Uh, that'd be pretty. That's kind of irresistible to me. If you're Al Michaels, I don't think you're worrying about if Fox is going to pay you as much as Amazon. I think you you want the stage. Um, and so. Uh, but I'm at 80. I'll go 80 percent, though. Meter going the wrong direction. Still more likely than not, way more likely than not. But meter going the wrong direction. So many tentacles here. I want to go back to Troy Aikman. I, Troy Aikman was negotiating with Amazon. As, and as you said, two months ago, two weeks ago, I, it just felt like a negotiating ploy where he wanted a better deal out of Fox. ESPN, to my mind, came from out of nowhere Got the deal with with with, with uh, Troy Aikman, which which has not been announced yet, but uh, but but it's, it's he's certainly heading there. I think he's he's actually said that he's uh, heading over there. How did that happen, Andrew? Yeah, it was quick. It was quick. Uh, you know, ESPN has had interest, um, and I was told after the Super Bowls when things would really heat up. Uh, Amazon. Um, I think there was a feeling that a deal was nearly done, where Troy would have either just gone to Amazon or split his time between Amazon and Fox, ESPN, uh, you know, Jimmy Pitaro struck and struck quickly um, and made a deal. Um, obviously great money. Um, it's Monday night football. It's a Super Bowl. And I just think the relationship, I mean, Troy mentioned this the other day. Um, he did an interview down uh, with Mike Leslie, um, a sportscaster down in Dallas. He alluded to the fact that he and his relationship with Fox had run its course. So I do think that was part of it. Um, and sometimes it happens. I mean, they were together for 20 years. I mean, to me, they seem to treat Troy pretty well. They weren't giving him Romo money. They may end up, you know, if it's Burkhart and Olsen, you might have a booth that, you know, costs $5 million in total. You know, and, and if I'm those, like, if I'm those guys, both of them, like, I'm not worrying about the money right now. You know, it's going to be there. Go do, two, go do a good job in two of the next three Super Bowls, and you're going to go make some money. Now, Andrew, you've mentioned several times Romo money. Um, Aikman is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, former athlete. He's, of course, competitive. How much did beating another Dallas Cowboys quarterback in terms of salary 
play into this for him? Look, I've talked to a lot of people who've mentioned that to me, that that was in Troy's mind. Now, can I say 100% that, that he needed to do that? Like, I don't think so. I think they're, you know, again, when things don't happen, you hear different um, points of view on negotiations. So could Fox have kept Troy Aikman for less than Romo money? Uh, there are some people who say yes, if they had come to him at a certain amount. I don't know if that's true because once you get to like 15, then you say, well, why am I not getting 18? Again, I don't know for certain, but I don't think it was a coincidence that he got a little bit more than Romo. <laughs> I don't yeah. think, you know, like, like I always say this about, like I covered baseball, I mentioned before uh, the, the numbers tell you like the, like people can say whatever they want. Right. But you just happen to get a little more than the other guy. Um, <laughs> like I think you'd be better off personally. I'd rather get $1 less. It's better to get $1 less. I forget which college coach used to say that. Give me a dollar less than the highest paid person. Because like I always mention this with like A-Rod and Jeter. Everyone always talks about A-Rod's $252 million contract he signed with Texas in 2000. And then Derek Jeter just slipped in under there at $189 million. Nobody brought that up. A-Rod, forget steroids and never was the better player. Like in terms of, you know, he's an MVP candidate. Jeter never won an MVP and, and, and A-Rod did. But nobody brought up. It had Jeter's money because he did everything perfectly and had the you know most pristine career you could have, but he was just under 200, so no way could bring up 200. And was at 189, it was you know a ridiculous salary then as well. So, um, but yeah, so I don't think it was a coincidence that he was um a dollar more. All right, so let's go to a couple other analysts. You, you don't need me to confirm your reporting, but I, I can say that Amazon has had their eye on Kirk Herbstreet. How serious do you think that is? They've had a slow process. Um, this one could perhaps go quickly. Um, I think Herb Street, this is the difference between all these other deals that they made. Herb Street, I think, wants it. Amazon, I'm pretty sure, wants it. So that's how a deal is made. The question, of course, is this is the biggest analyst in at ESPN for college football. Uh, does the national championship is the middle of everything on an iconic show in college game day. But from what I understand, his contract allows him to do NFL someplace else. Not that it says that uh, specifically, but just these were the skipper contracts that were done and they pointed out um, exactly what you did. So um, could they fight about that? That's a possibility. But Herb Street to me makes a lot of sense. Yes, he didn't play in the NFL. The thing is though, you're not hiring a um quarterback you're hiring a broadcaster and to me herb street is an excellent broadcaster if al michaels goes there i think it's perfect for al michaels he might not think that he might not want a college guy i think that is something he's used to working with the biggest stars in the nfl not the biggest stars in college he may not love that choice but in terms of how he goes and does his job um, I think Herb Street's a really good choice for Al Michaels uh, at this point in his career. Um, and so to me, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I could see that very well happening. Yeah, you described Herb Street as the ESPN's best college football analyst. I would say best football analyst. And I, I, I we've seen him do NFL games before. Uh, we see the way he prepares for the college game. I have no doubt that if they were to put Herb Street on an NFL game, that he would, that he would do well. And don't forget... ESPN has a bunch of games coming up on ABC. I think not next season, but the season after there's going to be three games on ABC plus an international game. So there's going to be more NFL opportunities on ESPN, ABC, potentially for Herb Street. Yeah. ESPN would like Herb Street to do 
games on the NFL for them, even if he does the Amazon. The one thing I will say, though, you know, when we talk about going after Aikman, I think Herb Street works for Amazon. I don't personally think he really worked for Monday Night Football in the Super Bowl, you know, because he is a college guy. He is so focused on that. We, we can discuss Amazon, how important they are and how if it's not important, but it is a lesser package. Like we agree on that, that it is a lesser package. The streaming. worst package, I think I said, right? The worst it, package. Yes, right. I mean, I'm not going to argue that. That's the correct, that said, he's a, to me, they need credibility. They need a good broadcast. You got to enjoy watching them. Um, Herb Street, to me, the only thing he didn't do, he's a wasn't a star player, but that becomes irrelevant pretty quickly. If you have a, star player who doesn't like I'm not as down on Drew Brees as everyone else but the playoff game Drew Brees is a hall of famer one of the great quarterbacks of all time he was a little bit of a distraction on that NBC um playoff game I'm not saying Drew Brees is gonna be great I just think people you know not everyone can have the you know just skyrocket out like Romo it's funny you mentioned Drew Brees I was just going to bring him up if the if this free agency cycle had happened last year Drew Brees would be right in the mix we're, we're what we're like 24 minutes into the pod and that's the first time his name came up a Andrew what's the future for Drew Brees yeah I mean he poorly handled in terms of uh how he did his deal like why he went so early um to NBC really didn't make any sense to me um and really has proven that to be the case um you know he signed that deal when he was still playing and if he had waited how much would Amazon be paying Drew Brees right now? Uh, you know, I reported that they were prepared to go to $20 million a year for Sean McVay. And they didn't know if Sean McVay would be good or not. You know, he's buddies with Al Michaels and they knew that Al would be, then Al would sign on and it would be, I mean, that would be, that would be a mega booth. Like, I don't know if McVay would be good, but in terms of your bang for your buck, the greatest of all time, play-by-player -play and Al Michaels, and the Super Bowl winning coach, holy home runs that would have been. Um, I just mean, we should, we should pull that out for every uh, podcast. We should start off, holy home runs. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> holy how, home runs. I mean, how, how crazy is NFL media free agency that we had a Super Bowl winning coach that actually did take meetings and contemplated leaving the game right after winning a Super Bowl for the broadcast booth. I've never seen anything like this, Andrew. Sean McVay, I think, will be back. Um, I, I don't think, uh, I think he's getting, I know he's getting a five-year deal from the Rams. Um, I believe it's in the $15 million plus range. You get bonuses too, I believe. So he's going to take a little bit less money, um, you know, in terms of base, I think, than maybe he could have, than he potentially could have gotten with Amazon. Uh, but yeah, very interesting stuff with this. Somebody who hasn't come up at all, but we, we've both written about Sean Payton. How does he fit into all this? Yeah, so Sean Payton is a, a guy who I think really hurt himself by kind of really indicating that he wanted to go back to coaching. And there's a feeling that he's just waiting for the cowboy job. So if you're Fox, who has had no negotiations with him to, to replace Troy Aikman, that's there's a report out there completely false. Um, they've been interested in him um, for studio. Um, and could he possibly do games? Like if you move Olsen up, could he be on a number two crew? Yeah, I guess that's possible. I don't think they would go with Peyton over Olsen. I'd be surprised by that. Um, I also think his delivery from people who know him is a little bit more long-winded, but uh, you know, a good football guy. I just think he more looked upon as a studio guy. 
Could he end up in Amazon's booth? I think that's possible, um, but more likely, I think he's studio. Andrew, that might have been our longest topic one in Marsh and Oran sports media podcast history. But let's, history. Uh, <laughs> let's go what right into to topic two. MLB, no games. There's a lockout, but they're still doing business. Uh, they, they've been talking, as you reported, they're talking to uh, Peacock. They're talking to Apple. It looks like they're going to have deals in place to, to stream those midweek games uh, on, on Peacock and Apple. You know, what do you know? Number one, I think those deals will get done. Um, it's just the uh, first we have to actually have games. There has to be a CBA. Um, these are the games that ESPN didn't want. And these are the games that ESPN didn't want. Fox didn't want. Turner didn't want CBS didn't want. <laughs> Do I need to keep going on? Yeah, this is, yeah, this was not uh, and from what I understand, I think Apple's paying much more than the freight than, and than NBC is. I think there'll be one game, maybe more, but I think just one game on actual NBC and then it's going to be a peacock play um, for them. And then Apple, I mean, the significance is Apple getting into sports. Um, could there, I think there could be some exclusivity uh, involved we know that these regular season games are not that um, they're not going to move too many needles, especially probably now with uh, baseball uh, kind of uh, who knows how popular baseball is going to be. And I don't know if people are going to be going crazy for baseball. Uh, you know, that's another story. NBC getting back in baseball. There's kind of some historic, you know, that's historic because NBC and baseball have been associated for so long. They haven't had it since 2000 and then Apple's Apple. So, um, you know, I do, I do think there's some significance to it. Um, this is another topic for another pod. Shortened season means ratings are certainly going to be up uh, th this season, even with the lockout. Interesting. I would not. No way. Hold on. We got to. We got to hit that for a second. So, and the John's better on this than anybody. So you say ratings will be. Uh, everyone saying oh, I'm done with baseball. They will be up because of a shortened season. Oh, absolutely. Because all of a sudden everything's compressed. The games mean more. The the uh, you know uh, there, there's going to be fewer games, and so each one means a lot more. Uh, they're going to have expanded playoffs. And, and so uh, more people in, in, in those markets are going to be watching. Um, and historically, ratings have pretty much gone up when there have been lockouts uh, in, in, in shortened seasons, uh, just for, for that reason alone. Interesting. Long, Very counterintuitive. What, what, whatever that means for a long-term health of the sport is completely different. But, but just in, in terms of, of immediacy, that's what I would bet on. NBC is a traditional media company. So I expect the games on Peacock and on NBC to look much like they do on Fox and ESPN. The big question here and the big headline to me is Apple because, you know, Apple just doesn't want to produce a regular old baseball game. There are going to be certain bells and whistles that they're going to put into the game. I don't know what they are. Uh, I want to find out what they are. It's going to be different. I'm, I'm told it's going to be exclusive. And you said it already, these deals pretty much are going to happen. Yeah, MLB Network um, is going to be producing them. So uh, I guess, I guess obviously Apple will have a say. Uh, now I'm curious to find out what the uh, exactly that will mean uh, in terms of what they do. All right, let's go Sunday ticket. You mentioned it at the top. Um, Apple and Amazon, those are the two streamers. I've also heard Apple as, you know, and Amazon as well. You got uh, ESPN plus, uh, is the third. Um, what do you think, John? All right. Can I redo my prediction? I've, I've had ESPN for a long time on this and I'm now bailing on ESPN. I'm redoing my prediction. 
Uh, I think uh, Apple is are, is certainly the front runner uh, to get this. I can't report enough about this, Andrew. Apple getting into sports is is just the dream of every single league because they, they have deep pockets. They they, uh, they they are ubiquitous. Uh, even kids have kids don't have cable subscriptions, but they do have iPhones. They just have this added uh, buzz. If you add in a bidder for rights that has deep pockets like Apple, all of a sudden, like you'll see the rights fees that that, that sports rights bubble that I've been writing about for three decades, it's going to continue to get bigger. I've heard they were in the lead, but what are these things about the lead stuff? I mean, we've kind of had a lot of different ones. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, Do you think that Warner Media totally out? No chance for HBO Max getting involved in this? I haven't heard their name uh, pop up in, in a serious way. Uh, the, the way that, that, that I heard it described is a three-horse race with ESPN as a distant third. Um, Apple in the lead now, it could change. All Amazon needs to do is say, like, no, we, we, we really want it. And uh, they, they have the, the, uh, the, the wherewithal to get it as well. Have you heard some, something different on Warner Media? No, 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 I'm more with you. I, I, I'd written as well that, about Apple um, being in the lead. I'm just not a big lead person, right? Like, you know, we all hear things. The I always changes. like- That's why I'm changing my predictions. Exactly, as, as it goes, you get more goes information. Along. That's why I always try to like, when you're reporting stuff, I always try to like, take a step back, you have all this information and then say, all right, let's look from 3000 feet above. And what do you think? At the end of the day, I don't know who will get it. Apple to me makes the most sense. You already have Amazon involved, uh, unless unless Amazon buys NFL Network as well, which I do think is possible. But you already have Apple and you already have Amazon. You got Disney. Why wouldn't you want Apple into the fray now going forward? And they're going to give you a couple of billion dollars. Um, it just makes to me too much sense to br- not to, to bring Apple. And they could also, I, I wrote this um, as well, is that they could also take that Verizon phone deal um, maybe. And that comes to Apple and you can combine those two things. I don't know if I'm the NFL. I think I want Apple involved. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that adds into it as well. And I said this at the beginning of the show, but the numbers that I've been hearing, you know, uh, over $2 billion just for Sunday ticket alone is, is just mind boggling to me because, you know, everything that Apple wants to do with uh, Major League Baseball and, and add in different bells and whistles, they can't do that with Sunday ticket. They have their, their contracts with Fox and CBS that mandate that it has to be, be provided at a high price point and it's basically going to be a, a rebroadcast of the game. So the idea that like, if you want to just subscribe and say like, I only want to, see, I live in Seattle, Washington, and I only want to see Dallas Cowboys games. Like that's almost certainly not going to be an option. No chance of that happening. No, none. Oh, and and uh, okay. uh, that, that's what, that's what I've been told. And if, if they start to try to do that, you're going to see Fox and CBS, both of whom pay more than $2 billion a year to the NFL start to uh, start start to make some noise. So it's going to be a high price product still that's going to have a similar look and feel to uh, to what DirecTV has been putting out there. Turner U.S. Soccer, we both reported uh, eight years, um, a little more than $200 million. You said 25 to $27 million a year. I think it escalates as it goes up. They get... Um, Women's soccer, uh, U.S. women's soccer, U.S. men's soccer. Big thing, though, uh, you know, Fox didn't bid, ESPN didn't bid because uh, U.S. hosts in 2026, so no World Cup qualifiers on the men's side in the 2026. Then 2030, the other uh, networks looked at it and they said, 
the World Cup uh, pool is expected to expand, making the U.S. almost definitely going to make it. So those games won't mean as much. Turner feels very confident that they're going to make money on it. That's a great deal that they're going to grow women's sports. Obviously, um, the big thing is that they're on HBO Max. Uh, bringing live sports there uh, for the first time. The headline to me, though, is similar to what we we were talking about with with Apple, and it's HBO Max. HBO Max is a, a super successful streaming service so far. Already, it's like w- w- one of the, the the most successful ones out there, and they're now looking and starting to go after sports rights, uh, including the U.S. Uh, men's and women's national teams. They're about to be uh, t- taken over by Discovery, whose uh, leader, David Zaslov, is a big believer in sports rights. How will HBO Max uh, be out there in terms of, uh, of getting sports rights is a, is a huge story that we're going to be covering for the, the, the next several years, I'm sure. That, to me, is, is the, the big part of this. A hundred percent. Look, Turner's going to have to do a better job than they did with Champions League, where the coverage was not uh, that great. So hopefully uh, uh, that they upgrade what they did the last time. They tried to go a little bit too. You can go non-traditional. You just better get it right. Right. Like we talk about Amazon and getting Al Michael and Kirk Herbstreit. You know, people are like, why don't they try something different? I'm all for something different. And I and I personally, and I think there's probably people at all these places who, you know, would, would want to do something different. It's just when you do something different, you better get it right. Like when you get back to the NFL stuff, ESPN couldn't figure out the booth, you know, after, um, you know, they liked Tariko and Gruden, um, you know, back in the day. And then after that, they haven't been able to figure out on their own the booth. So, you know, that's why they, uh, they got Aikman and, you know, maybe Buck. So, uh, so Turner has to do a good job with that in terms of, uh, uh, figuring it out this time around. Okay, last topic. Sinclair Charter, what do you got? Sinclair Charter, this is a, a huge deal in my world. They run the Spectrum cable systems. They're a huge cable company. They're right now negotiating with Sinclair. There's a possibility that they might not come to an agreement to carry the, the regional sports networks, the Valley Sports RSNs, um, similar to what happened with Dish Network. If Charter drops the Bally Sports, uh, regional sports networks, it is disastrous news for Sinclair. Right now, the, the deadline was earlier this week. They came to a month-long extension. That's good news for Sinclair. That, to me, suggests that, that they're going to end up getting together. But this is, I've already called this, the biggest sports media deal of 2022. My eyes are, are on it, and we're watching it very closely uh, right now, it's trending pretty well that they're going to uh, get a deal done, but lots can happen in the next four weeks. The biggest story is NFL TV free agency. Come on, John. Let's <laughs> That's number one. All right, let's finish it up. Our calls of the week. Call of the week. All right, John, why don't you take it? You had both of these uh, for calls of the week. Uh, which one are you going to go with first? All right, first, let's do, I, I want to give a shout out to the Philly Inquirer's Jonathan Tannenwald, who on Twitter nominated this gem from Ian Eagle and Bill Raftery as this week's call of the week. To set the scene, we're in the first half of the Illinois-Michigan men's basketball game from Sunday when Il- Illinois' Alfonso Plummer pulls up for a jump shot. They know what they have to do. Plummer, heat check. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Drain. <laughs> you can't give him any space. What a quick jack. 
20 to 14. Offensive foul. Jones had Plummer doing it on both ends of the floor. All right, Andrew, dad jokes aside, uh, one attribute for me is that that's consistent through any good broadcast team is camaraderie. Do they mesh? And this to me is a good example of one of the great play-by-play -play voices of today in Ian Eagle and a college basketball legend in Bill Raftery meshing. Yeah, look, they did Nets games forever. They did CBS forever. I mean, that is, it really is like an iconic team. I, I know they haven't done the national games. They haven't done the national championship, uh, but they are, um, it's, it's, you could tell they love each other, those two. Uh, you know, Ian Eagle, we've gone over this before, usually gets so much out of his uh, analyst uh, and Raftery. Uh, he even does an impersonation of Raftery sometimes on the air, which is funny. Uh, so that's, yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. Um, and usually, I think also usually plays on some words, you know, with the very subtle that, you know, not everyone probably gets them, uh, usually a little subtle. So that was, that was some good subtle humor. All right. Your other call of the week you got? My other one, Michael Smith, uh, the college reporter for Sports Business Journal mentioned this in his newsletter earlier this week, but I want to shout out Mickey Deerstone who is retiring as the voice of the University of Tennessee's women's basketball announcer after a 23 career that saw him call five, count them, five national championships. Let's hear one of his calls. Orston right side of the circle, comes back to Walker for a three-point shot, caught it, and we're tied. Here's Burrell on the left wing, the key, top of the key, Horston right side of the circle, shoots for 15 and hits it. And the horn sounds, and the game is over. Tennessee comes from behind. The cardiac kids have done it again. I have nothing much to add. 23 years. He certainly, uh, I just wanted to give him a tip of the hat. No, that's great. All right. So we, we, a lot of tips of the hat, deservingly so. Ken, Ken Davidoff earlier uh, for his great career as a sports writer in New York uh, with the, with Newsday and the New York Post, Bergen record before that. Um, now we go down to Tennessee. Uh, so uh, a lot of shout outs. And, and I like how you just kept mentioning person. You're like Dickie V doing a broadcast. Just mention <laughs> this person, that person. You're going to start mentioning restaurants soon, I think, John. I can see it. We're creating buzz, Andrew. It creates buzz, right? 100%. 100%. All right. Well, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. You can uh, follow us uh, wherever you find your podcast. You can rate us. Um, you know, if you say something kind about us, that, that helps apparently. So uh, thank you for listening. And John, next week, hopefully we have more NFL TV free agent <laughs> frenzy. What a week. It's not going to stop. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody.